0: Welcome to Be Whole, Be Well, and Be Wise, the show that combines science-based and Bible-based education to direct you towards whole-body wellness in Christ. I'm Shelley Tyler, and today we're talking about the myths about boundaries with Lauren Early. Lauren Early is a licensed clinical counselor who specializes in marriage and relationships, She has significant training and experience in evidence-based interventions that focus on healthy communication and authentic connection. Lauren is passionate about incorporating a faith-based approach in her private practice. She is a wife, a mother, and a pursuer of adventure through travel and concert going. Thank you, Lauren, for joining us today. We are talking about healthy boundaries and boundaries have not historically been my strong suit I will say I believe, mine neither <laughs> I <laughs> believed that as Christians like we should care for others regardless give ourselves to others regardless like don't hold back give 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 and as a professional caregiver and therapist it's a line that I've often crossed um, and maybe I didn't even have a line it was just give, yeah. care for others, and and do everything that I can to make sure that happens. And the problem that happened over time was that because there was no line or no boundary, that it started to overflow into er- every area of my life. And I have seen the detrimental effects of it on my health and my family when I have allowed people to continually cross the line emotionally and even physically with my schedule, and I have come to the conclusion that a boundaryless life becomes a very hurried life because that's a life where I have yeah. no limits on the amount of things that I can put on the calendar. And then yeah. that hurry life becomes a very stressed out life. And then that stressed out life squeezes. Everything of importance out, and it begins to change and affect our nervous systems and ultimately our health. And then an unhealthy life leads to one that cannot pursue the God-given dreams that God has put inside of you because you're physically and mentally and emotionally not able. So that's where this all connects for me from a health standpoint. And Listeners, I just want to encourage you to take the time to digest this information and pray over it and see where God is calling you to set some healthy boundaries in your life, because more than likely, if you're feeling stressed, anxious, overwhelmed, you're having just these out of the blue health issues, you have chronic pain, um, the list goes on, thyroid hormone issues, then there's probably a deeper rooted issue that could be leading back to relationships and your lack of boundaries within them um, in a healthy way. So Lauren is here with her expertise to guide us through what it is for healthy boundaries, and first of all, Lauren, I just want to ask you what what I have just said. Have you experienced this in your life? Have you experienced the struggle with boundaries? Yes, yes um I mean I think
1: it's you know maybe personality thing too. I'm also a helper in nature. that's why you know I'm in the mental health field, and I love people and I care for people, and that's always been the case and so with that, I've misunderstood what love and caring for people meant. I took it similar to you to think, okay, like, regardless of what it cost me or the ones closest to me, I'm supposed to give of myself and help others. And that is just such a lie from the enemy, Shelly. I think it's, um, I often tell, because I'll also say this, this is a discussion that I have multiple times a day with clients in my office. And so when you say, hey, take this kind of assessment, this personal assessment, and ask yourself questions like, am I struggling with health issues or feeling overwhelmed or stressed? Um, Ask yourself that and then see if the root of that could be a boundary issue. Because I see it, I see it every day, you know, and so we're not alone. And (laughs) probably listeners are not alone. Um, I think what I was going to say is when we care and love for someone, Boundaries can be difficult, and it's because I think the enemy wants to tris- twist and pervert anything that is from God, right? So God is love. He gives us a desire to love and care for others. He's not only given us the desire, but he's commanded us to love and care for others. And so if the enemy can twist our understanding of that, even in just the slightest way, to pervert it and to make it something harmful to us, then he will. And so I think that boundaries are one of the ways that that ends up happening in our world. And certainly in mine, where I have ended up feeling overwhelmed and exhausted and like I don't ever have enough to give and then even resentful of people because I feel taken
0: advantage of. Right. Yes. I, and, and that is a crazy place to get to, but so easy to get there. I don't know, um, earlier in my career, you know, I'd give out my cell phone number to every patient, and I would answer every call, every text message as soon as it came through, and that was my way of, like, being a great provider, and while I still do that occasionally, um, I, I do not do it to the extent that I used to because I saw that it was a never ending thing. You know, when you have yeah. so many people that need of you, it just it never stopped. And so I never stopped. Yeah. And then I became like irritated that people kept texting me and <laughs> all the time and, and expected an immediate response. But it was my fault to start with. Yeah. Yeah that that expectation from day one giving them my phone number telling them to text me anytime ask me any questions and then I would answer right away so their expectation at that point was that I would and yeah. and that's when that reason would creep in and it was still somebody that I loved but I felt like they were encroaching on my time really just because I was the one that didn't set the good boundary to start with
1: yeah 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 so even when you say that it, I can see that in my career but like we could probably flip that and also see it in our personal relationships right like in friendships with spouse with you know like with we're both a part of the local body you know in church so in any of those relationships it's like okay it's easy to see how we do it in career like I take on too more too much work I don't set the time to say like work is off now work is done um and so but it also like it goes into other areas too and so my to your point I would also say hey check your heart do you feel resentment toward people in your life you do you feel resentment towards people that you know you love because if you do then there might be a boundary issue
0: Mm, yes for sure so people might be listening right now and they're like well like that all sounds familiar in some way but how do i know if i have a boundary issue what are boundaries to start with so let's kind of define that what are boundaries and we'll go from there okay so i i say boundaries are the limits that we set for ourselves
1: within relationships they allow us to better care for and connect with others And if we look at healthy boundaries, we'll be going into the kind of some of the unhealthy tendencies, but healthy boundaries are set the tone for what is acceptable in a relationship. And in turn, keeping both parties safe. Okay. So, you know, it's interesting because I've had some people say, I've had believers say, I thought boundaries were bad. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a bad thing to have boundaries. And so like, it was almost like this negative connotation. And so I'm hoping that today that as we start to say, like, no, like boundaries are actually a really good thing. We can kind of define what that would look like instead of it being like this negative thing. I think people think of it as putting their walls up.
0: Oh, for sure. I think I thought that most of my life, probably until I was like 25 and I was in a church in St. Louis, they made every member with their membership class read boundaries Like every member read the book and they talked about biblical boundaries and they talked about how it operates within the church. And that was all like, what? (laughs) That was very new to me, but I saw it operate in a very healthy way within the church body. And I saw how that impacted how church members, they, you know, communicated with one another, how they communicated with leadership, and like everybody kind of understood what was going on there, and there there weren't as many hurt feelings. Um, you know, um, people weren't yeah. overwhelmed with feeling like they had to do ten volunteer things all the time, and they tried to place people within these are your spiritual gifts. Let's have you go there. And this is how you set boundaries to make sure you don't go outside of that. And I, I mean, it was all just a brand new concept to me
1: Yeah,
0: as a Christian.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I think it births
0: respect
1: and I think that it births honor. And I, and I think that it also creates an individual who, where the boundary is set, it, it creates a confidence, not just, and me setting boundaries but when you set a boundary with me Shelly then I know exactly what to do to succeed in connecting with you and and then I know what would not what would be a failure or what would be harmful to the relationship which allows me to move a little bit more into freedom
0: yeah right I'm not guessing <laughs> yes
1: yes yes so let's look into maybe just two of the unhealthy types of boundaries so Um, there are porous boundaries and rigid boundaries. So for listeners, I'm really, I would love just to kind of, this is the time to think, okay, well, where do I fall? So porous boundary traits, these are people who struggle with oversharing personal information. They get too involved with others. Difficulty saying no, dependent on the opinions of others, accepting of abuse or disrespect. fears rejection if they don't comply with others. Um, I lean towards that one. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I still struggle with that, you know, like, I still struggle with that. Um, With fearing like, oh, gosh, if I say no, are they gonna, are they gonna reject me? Are they gonna turn me away? Is it, you know, is it gonna be hurtful to them? Yeah. So, force, those are forced boundary traits. Um, Rigid boundary traits. Avoids intimacy and in close relationships. Likely, unlikely to ask for help. Very protective of personal information may seem detached, even with their romantic partners, keeps others at a distance to avoid possible rejection. So it's also important to note with these, Shelly, they, I might have porous boundaries with time, for example, but maybe I have rigid boundaries with affection. Mm. Um, I might have porous boundaries with, um, with my but I, I have rigid boundaries intellectually where I refuse to take in information from anyone else and always think I'm right. So there are different areas in our life and there's also different relationships where I could say with one person, I have super rigid boundaries and maybe with somebody else, I tend to be more porous. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not a one size fits all.
0: Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it that you can uh mix and match, <laughs> I guess, how you responded. There you go. That's
1: a good way to say it.
0: Yeah, but I mean it's true. I think I think you could take all these different kind of um areas in your life, you know, family, church, school, work, you know, whatever your little um pockets of groups of people are. Um and I can definitely see where you would fall on that continuum from porous to rigid at different points with different people based on your experiences with them um, or past issues or expectations. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Any of the above. So yeah, I hadn't really thought about being able to do that. So that takes a little more introspection to figure out where am I, not just in general, but where am I with different relationships? Yeah, yeah.
1: So, you know, one of the things that I, I do, and we've talked about this before, like I, in different seasons of my life, I'll identify the people who are getting my the most energy from me or most time from me. And then maybe, so what the thing is to do when you're doing this and kind of assessing where you're at is identifying those people. Or areas, pockets, as you said, where where you're giving a lot of your time and energy. And then just say, like, are, do I have healthy boundaries here? Like, pray over it. Holy Spirit, show me. Are there healthy boundaries with me and my church? Or do I struggle with porous or rigid? Are there healthy boundaries in my marriage? Or do I struggle with porous and rigid? Are there healthy boundaries in my work? Or do I struggle?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So once we gain that perspective, we have to then come to the reality that changing any of that is just hard. Like setting boundaries as believers is incredibly difficult, like exclamation point. So why is that? Why (laughs) is it so hard for us to do it?
1: You know, I was praying, and I was asking the Lord that question when I was going on a walk, and I was like, "Why is it so hard?" And um, especially when you deal with such a spectrum between porous and rigid, for example,
0: yeah,
1: um and i and I think it all comes back to really knowing and understanding who we are in Christ. So if I struggle with rigid boundaries, then I think it goes back to, hey, i don't I might not realize. That who I am in Christ, the gifts that he's given me, the value and the purpose that he has given me, like that needs to be shared with others. I need to let people in to experience that, that it's valuable, that it's important. And then I'm actually doing others a disservice if I'm not sharing that, right? So, but if I have rigid boundaries, I'm putting the a wall up, I'm very protective of, of personal information. I'm not allowing Christ to be, to use me in that way in relationships. On the flip side, if I have these porous boundaries, then I don't recognize, hey, what I am is so valuable because of who Christ is in me and who he has created me to be, that I need to protect it in a healthy way, that it's not worthy of mistreatment, disrespect, or mismanagement. But if I just give of myself freely all the time to anyone and everyone, then I end up hurt and wounded and I'm not protecting the gifts that God has given me.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean... You're right. I think it always comes back to that core issue. And when we look at what I talked about at the beginning, all these things that unhealthy boundaries lead to, you know, that was just the icing on the cake. It can be so, so many things. So if it all comes back to really our identity in Christ, I mean, that's where we have to do the work, right? (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's where we have to do the work. And I think that is hard. I think it's taken me a lot of years, like years to not be that excessive people pleaser and ride the way of what other people need and want. And to just say, you know this is what I need right now in this season for mm-hmm. myself and my family, and this is what God's calling me to do, and you may not be very happy with that, but I love you, and I just need you to understand that um yeah. but that did not come easily or or overnight. <laughs>
1: No, no. And I I mean, Shelley, I've known you for a really long time. And I, I, I would say even for me, like in knowing you, like I've been a believer legitimately, I would say I was saved at eight. And I have followed Jesus to the best of my ability since I was eight years old, right? So when you say I've been working at it a really long time, and I'm like, Lord, I like, I have been 30 years, I'm 30 years in with you, Lord, and I still am trying to figure out what it means to be a daughter of the living God and the creator of the universe who has unlimited resources in every area that is still very difficult for me and I still seek to get approval from man and um and so it's not I don't know that we're ever going to arrive
0: in that place right Right. yeah and I mean on this side side. honest too um and I think that's where he often uses that fear. Um, I mean, I think it always comes back to fear of not being in control or even sometimes fear of not doing the right thing. <laughs> I mean, he can yeah. pervert it however he wants it to, right? Correct. But right. that I've come to the conclusion that if I'm making a decision out of fear of man or fear of a circumstance that Could or could not happen. That that is not healthy, Um, and it probably isn't how God wants me to view the situation. And if I was confident in who He was, I can I can still be scared, but I'm going to make a different decision. You know.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I think even that you're you highlighting. You highlighting fear is so important because both both boundary issues, be it porous or be it rigid, come from a place of fear. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. They do. So I'm either protecting myself in one way or I'm afraid of what others think.
0: Yes. And so many times, you know, Jesus says, don't fear. Like, don't be afraid. Do not worry. Do not be anxious. I've got this. I'll take care of you. I'll take care of the birds. I'll take care of the wildflowers. Like you mm-hmm. see all this. Um, but I think in our nature, it is a constant, constant struggle um, against fear of things that we cannot control or don't fully yeah. understand. Um, and yeah. so we really have to like be in his word and know him and know his character and know who we mm-hmm. are, so that when the fear comes, we can act accordingly to what he says and not according good. to what our fear says.
1: Yeah, good, Shelly. So good. So good. <laughs> this is why it's your podcast, Shelly.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> so so let's off- <laughs> Totally off 40- script.
1: <laughs> it's perfect um so let's go in let's go into we i i call them myths but now that we've said fears or i also am thinking like these are lies so let's yeah. call them what they are it's not just a myth it's a lie yeah um so let's just look at different lies that maybe we might believe or fall into regarding boundaries okay let's um do let's do it so number one, the idea, and I've heard this, um, I've heard this from believers. So Jesus gave himself sacrificially. Therefore I'm also supposed to give my resources my time and my energy without restraint. Yep. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then if I don't, I feel guilty. Right. So this looks like, for example, um, I'm asked to volunteer my time and it's for a good cause. Like it's a good thing. It requires significant significant energy from me and time away from my family. Um, I can't say no because I would feel guilty or let someone down. Yeah. Yeah, they so, need- oh yeah, they need me. Oh, that makes me sick to my stomach because it resonates. Um, <laughs> yes, so, um, so falling into that, another lie, an individual is in leg- legitimate need. And I feel solely responsible for meeting those needs. I feel the weight of the world on my shoulders. Um, those are lies. So if, if we find ourselves falling into that way of thinking, um, truth is that God is the only one who's capable of being anyone's everything. And as humans, we have limitations. And in order to love others well, we have to acknowledge these limitations, embrace our humanity, and allow God to do what only he can do. So I can give of myself, but if it is nonstop or if it's to everyone and everything that where there's a need then i have a boundary issue and i'm not relying on god
0: yeah yeah i mean i i continue to struggle with this it is a continual struggle because i will say it became a habit um mm-hmm. like it became so natural to feel this way, like to say yes to everything, and then if I didn't to feel guilty, that just became a habit over, like you said, years and years and years and years and yes. years. Yes. Yes. So it is so difficult because what happens is when you set that boundary, people are not always happy with you. And you just Most have- of the time no okay with it like you have to be okay with it like I cannot meet those needs they're unhappy with me and I I hope they get over it I mean yeah (laughs) Yeah. so hard it's so hard I I've come to this season where I feel like One of the ways God has given us this ability to serve people with healthy boundaries when we don't have the time and the energy to meet everybody else's needs is through prayer. And when I have looked into intercessory prayer and what it really is and what it does, I feel like it is a good way to set boundaries. Like it says, Mm -hmm. I love you so, so much that I'm going to acknowledge that you have needs that yes you need but that i cannot meet mm-hmm. and i'm going to step into the gap for you and pray to the one who can meet your needs yeah, yeah. and that is so freeing to me <laughs> like it is just so because yeah. it's like yes i could do that but when every time i say yes to that i'm saying no to something else i really need to be doing and I know you need somebody, but I am not capable physically or emotionally or whatever it is. I feel like I've had to say that a lot this week with a sick family. <laughs> like, I just yeah. like, I just can't. And so I will pray for you that you can find somebody to fill that spot. And like, that is that is still me serving them. And that yeah. is still me loving them. And they still might be mad, but I do believe that God steps in and makes things happen. And, you know, when that other volunteer steps up, it's like, praise you, Lord. <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
1: Can I say, it's funny because um, because I did not marry a people pleaser, Shelly. My husband is the ultimate not people pleaser like does not struggle with this at all. So when I would say something like, oh, but they they need me, he would be like, No, excuse me, who who do they need? And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> like and and then recognize I'm like, well they'll be mad at Then I would go to, well, they'll be mad at me or they'll be disappointed in me. And he would say, is that the worst thing in the world? Or is you being so exhausted that you don't have the time or the energy to spend with the kids or me or to do your job well would that be worse? And I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You know, like that would be worse than disappointing someone else. I, when I first started counseling, Shelly, I was so, you know, when you, when we first started in our career, I was just so excited and I just wanted to like rescue everyone and save the world. And so I would legitimately, I would do a session and the way that we do our sessions, I mean, they're blocked off for an hour you know so you're blocked off for an hour if it was my last session I would do like a 6 p.m and if I just remember multiple times going over in marriage counseling with couples or families and it would be a three hour session oh my gosh three hours Shelly texting me and calling me while my phone is silent because I'm in session and that would be rude if I didn't have it on silent I didn't have a smartwatch at that time because it was before smartwatches. He's like, Where are you? The kids need to be going to bed. Like they want to see, like, where and he's panicking, say? like, are yeah. you okay? Yeah, yeah, all of these things. And I'm like, Yeah, they just needed me. And he's like, Nobody needs you that bad, honey. Like, nobody needs you that bad. And it was such a hit to my ego, to be honest. Like, which is good because there was this part of me that put myself in the center of everybody's world.
0: Yes. Yes, and I I get that. Um I have struggled the past couple years like physically because of some things that I've gone through and I don't have the same capacity that I used to. So I realized at that point like you know what? But the world kept going. <laughs> the world kept going. Yeah. Without me. Sure. And I really was kind of surprised, if I'm honest. <laughs> like, which sounds just so prideful now. But, you know, the world kept going. And things were okay. Nothing fell apart. People figured out different ways. And, and I was like, oh, like. it it is okay for me to not have my hands in everything. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that, I mean, it took that for me to be able to see it. And, um, I learned a lot from it, but yeah. It took an extreme awakening for me to actually. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yes. Yes. Praise God for this. Yes. Um, Yes. Okay. Next slide. Um, I'm supposed to love everyone. So I can't confront or acknowledge a boundary issue. Mm. Um, what this looks like a coworker continues to pass off their work to me. So I take on task, although it requires extra time away from my family and I'm feeling overwhelmed. Mm. Um, I, I think a lot of times, I know a lot of times, especially as believers, um, we struggle with that wouldn't be loving for me to tell them to stop doing this or, that wouldn't be loving of me to tell them that what they do hurts me. Yeah. Um, but the reality is, is that, like, yes, we're called to love everyone, but actually, healthy boundaries, Shelly, like, that is, that comes from a place of love. Mm-hmm. So love welcomes boundaries. So if we even look biblically, just in the beginning, God loved Adam and Eve. And so he set boundaries. He said, don't do this. This is what is good. This is what is, isn't good right? Yeah. And so it wasn't because he was, you know, trying to kill all the fun. Um, It wasn't because he just wanted to have control in the situation over everything. And, you know, it was because he knew what would create healthy connection.
0: Yes. And when I look at that scenario, Lauren, I think, oh, gosh, that happens all the time in some situation or another where we just avoid and like continue to take on things. And that does build resentment and bitterness. And, you know, you can only hold that in for so long before then you start, you'll start gossiping or talking to other people about your resentment and bitterness. So I guess what I'm saying is, That situation, like not confronting or acknowledging that there is a boundary issue, it is going to wind up hurting that person and other people so much worse. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, than than actually just confronting.
0: Yes, than actually just saying, Hey, I've noticed I've been doing this a lot, and it's not really in my job description, or I thought you were supposed Mm -hmm. to be doing that. Do you think you could take that back over? You might have like a temporary, temporary little squabble that gets resolved very quickly versus something Mm -hmm. that festers over time. And then you wind up hurting that person so much more and probably people. And so I just think it's a good example to say like that, like, setting that in the beginning and just taking things head on is going to be truly from a place of love versus what satan wants you to do is kind of drag that on
1: yeah
0: become bitter yeah
1: yeah it will it will create bitterness and then just i mean i i can think of times where i have put off confrontation and then as a result, then I create, like, what I, what I did was I just distanced myself from that person, or I just became more irritable towards that person. And I mean, I can think about that even in marriage, right? And then okay. instead of just confronting the issue, now they're wounded because I've withdrawn myself or because I am, you know, snippy over everything. And that's, it is more hurtful. It is more hurtful. Um. Last slide that we're going to cover today, so I have to forgive, which means allowing this person I put in quotes in again or full access again like I have to completely forgive them and give them access to my life. Um, what this looks like an individual continues to behave in a way that causes pain, maybe betrayal lying disrespect and um, as a believer I'm called to forgive, so I should always try again fully in the relationship. Um, I hear this a lot too. And, and, and yes, the truth is we're called to forgive um, and we're called to love, but forgiveness does not mean granting full access to my heart to someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, Forgiveness does not mean trusting someone. It would be actually unwise to trust someone without any evidence that they're trustworthy. And, and even the caveat there, like sometimes I've said, ah, like, I just, I believe that the Lord wants me to trust this person. That's, something a little bit different. Like if I feel compelled by the, the Holy Spirit to give of myself, that's a different scenario. But if, if I'm thinking, gosh, this person actually does not, has not given me any evidence that they're trustworthy, but I'm going to share everything with them. Mm. That's so dangerous. And if, when we like, even biblically, like it says to guard our hearts, because from that flows every issue of life. So if I'm not guarding and protecting then every issue of my life is going to be affected. And so I can forgive, but I can also guard. If someone has shown me that they are not respectful of boundaries, that they have not shown me, if they have shown me that they will push those, um, I don't have to trust them.
0: That is so true. And I can say I've made that mistake in life um, for sure, because I did feel kind of like obligated to um and the tricky part is we have to when we when we do decide to set a boundary that is healthy with people in the circumstance we have to not feel guilty about it yeah you know yeah. because Absolutely. i i really think that guilt and shame is those are things that satan wants us to feel um and when we have truly forgiven we we do not hold bitterness against them anymore or resentment we leave that circumstance up to god we don't try to solve it or correct it any further we've done our part and that gives us freedom in it but it does not always mean that we need to let that person back in and when we choose not to let that person back in we have to be okay with with that decision and not feel guilty I've heard people say well I mean that's my family you know yeah like I have to because they're my family uh yeah yeah I I I just, it's such
1: a hard, and there's pain. Here's the other part of that, actually. There is, when it's someone that you desire connection with, Mm -hmm. um, like a family member, you know, like you desire connection with them. And so you want to forgive quickly and let them in quickly. Yes. Um, But there's also a process, process of grief that comes with that. So I don't, I think that what we sometimes fight against is not just the guilt, but the grief that's related to the loss. And so in order to not feel that loss, in order to not feel that grief, we put ourselves back out there again, or we put ourselves back in that relationship again, or allow access again. And it's just not wise. I mean, which is so, so hard to understand. But in Matthew, it says, um, do not give what is holy to dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they'll be trampled on under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. That's Matthew seven six, and so recognizing like they're like those are precious things, mm-hmm. and it says don't give them just to anybody because they're going to get trampled on. And really, honestly, like which is a whole other topic. That's often what leads to trauma and abuse situations.
0: Very much so, very much so. So, yeah. in all of this, like we know what the laws are, and now we know the truth, and we've kind of analyzed where we fall on that spectrum of forests to rigid. What is the goal in all of this? Like, what are we, what are we working towards?
1: Yeah. So, so the goals of a healthy boundaries, um, but doing it out of love and confidence, not out of fear, um, out of love for God, not out of a people pleasing mentality. Um, and it's about caring and serving one another. So I think that one part that's really important in in healthy boundaries is a reciprocity in a relationship. I set a boundary, you adhere to it. You set a boundary, I adhere to it. And what that does is it breeds emotional connection and health, and that's the goal, right? Like the goal of boundaries is for some version of connection and health in a relationship.
0: I mean I I think that's huge and how often do we look at those laws and just think everything is up to us right we we think we need to be the ones to give we need to be the ones to forgive we need to be the ones to allow somebody in we need to be the ones to um kind of take the blows I guess you could say um and that's not a relationship that is no not a relationship because of that lack of the back and forth, the give and take. Yeah. That needs to happen.
1: Yeah. For sure.
0: So is that where when somebody is in a place where those boundaries are no longer healthy and there is not that give and take is that where abuse and trauma come in to this equation yes
1: i mean yes 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 so um and and i think again that it's just putting us in a position of Gosh, I guess I keep on going back to the phrase egocentric. It just puts us in the center of everything and we shouldn't be in the center. We so taking ourselves out of center, putting Christ in the center, and then allowing the relationships around him to be healthy and caring and serving one another, right? So biblically, time and time again, we're told to serve one another. We're told to carry one another's burdens. It's not, hey you go care for somebody else, you know? It's right. it's supposed to be. Reciprocal, and so when it's not, if you if you're in a relationship, be it a working relationship, be it a romantic relationship, be it a friendship, where you think, "Gosh, I'm giving everything," and I'm um, there's nothing else. I, I would just say check your boundaries first, and and see what it looks like to start trying to put up some healthy boundaries.
0: For sure, so let's get into the scripture a little bit. Um, and tell me, so you talked to me about Matthew seven, six, and then tell me about another time where Jesus brought this up. Um,
1: I mean, we can just look at some different examples, right? Like, um, I think one, he took time to himself. So sometimes, you know, like we think, gosh, if I'm supposed to give myself freely all the time, well, even the son of God who was, um, was here to serve and save and rescue the world would look at crowds, have compassion on them, minister to them, and then say, I'm going to go away for a little bit now, you know? And so there, it's okay to have limited capacity or to recognize the human part of us and say like, I can't do this. I have to set a boundary I need, I need something. Um, I look at it and I think about even relationally, like he, everybody wanted to be close to Jesus, right? Like when you see in the gospels, like there are crowds pressing against him, people following him everywhere. And, and even then he didn't enter into close relationship with everyone. Mm-hmm. He had 12 disciples and then he had three that he took with him most places, you know, like that he was even closer to you. And so when I look at boundary issues, sometimes people will say like, I oh, just like, I need to be their friend or I need to, or they need to get my time. I'm like, well, maybe they, why, why do they do, like, why do you think that? Because not even Jesus, right? Like not even Jesus did that in that in that way. Um, And I also like he, expressed needs and he wasn't able to confront so I'm thinking about even when he was praying in the garden you know so in the garden of Gethsemane right before he is about to be crucified like he's begging his disciples to stay up with him and to pray like he wasn't a, 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 even fully God was not afraid to say like hey I need you essentially like please stay up and pray with me um, because he was scared you know and then we also see times where he's confronting situations. And so if if we look at just how Jesus operated, and I'm thinking it's it's not labeled in the Bible, Jesus sets a boundary, but right. it is how he operated, where it's just the way that he lived. He lived with healthy boundaries, but he still served and loved well and perfectly.
0: I love that. I mean, there were times. You know, when he did go away in seclusion, even like, even his disciples didn't know where he was, you know, he was, yeah. he was just gone for a period of time. So he could recharge and get connected with what God had for him and prepare. And we just live in a society so opposite of that, right? Like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So that, um, because we have, it, we have instant connectivity to anybody we want at any point. And, um, we often, it it's often counterfeit connectivity because it's quick and easy. Um, it's not that depth of relationships like he had with his, his chosen disciples, um, but we still have the ability to connect with anybody at any time. And we very seldom uh, take time off from that. And there is always a need and we don't generally confront that. So no wonder we feel so overwhelmed by all the relationships in our lives like, no wonder.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, even when you look at, it's important to note too, like he didn't, Jesus didn't go away in solitude to punish anyone, right? Like it wasn't like, you scare me or you hurt me or I've had enough with you or this is just too hard so I'm going to punish you. It's for those of us who might struggle with rigid boundaries, it's important to not use that as some sort of excuse, right? Um right. <laughs> But he went away to connect with the father you know? And so, and to be equipped and restored and um, so that he could continue to connect with people and to love people and to minister to people. And so our, our time away has to have a purpose, you know, like our, our time is to connect with the father.
0: For sure. For sure. All right. So just to wrap things up, we have now kind of analyzed our our situations with our relationships and we know there's this spectrum that we can fall on from porous to rigid boundaries and we know that can be different from relationship to relationship and we need to take time to be able to step back and see where we are on the spectrum. We need to take time to think about those lies And if we've been told those lies and to dwell on the truth and and what God really says about those things. And we need to try to actually engage in changing some of those things Mm -hmm. so that we can have healthy relationships that are reciprocal and safe that breed emotional connection and when we do that we're able to have good priorities we're able to say no to things when we need to we're able to unhurry our lives we're able to have a life that isn't overwhelmed and stressed out all the time trying to squeeze in everything everybody else wants and needs and In turn, we're able to calm our system down and ultimately affect our well-being here on this earth. And and that is no small ask. (laughs) No, no, (laughs) it really isn't. It's easy to summarize, but the point is, you know, everybody wants to improve their health in some way and when it comes down to it work like this is what mm-hmm. will improve your well-being here on this earth um because it is it is such a deeper rooted issue that always goes back to christ and who we are in him mm-hmm. and who he is in our lives yeah. And yeah. that changes our perspective on everything. Um, yeah. So Lauren, would you pray for us during this time that we can take steps in this direction? Yeah, I would love to. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for the gift of
1: connection and relationships. We thank you, God, um, for who you are and who You have created us to be in Christ. We thank you that we have intrinsic value and purpose because we were created in your image and we are your workmanship. And so God, I pray that for all of us, for those listening, for Shelly and myself, that that would resonate deep in our souls, not just in our knowledge, um, but God, that would resonate in our spirit, that we belong to you. And that because of that, there is value and worth. And we have something to offer because you reside in us. And so, um, God, I pray that that would manifest in our relationships and in the way that we set boundaries. I pray that every life from the enemy would be cast down in the name of Jesus, that we would be able to take every thought captive, that would be almost immediate in our heads that we would be reminded, oh, this wasn't healthy, or oh, this is me desiring to people please, or oh, this is me going into self-preservation mode. And God, I pray that you would give us courage to set the boundaries that we need to set in order to live out the purpose that you have given us.
0: It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lauren, for being with us today. And thank you for listening to Be Whole, Be Well, and Be Wise. Make sure to join me on Instagram at ShellyTyler.dpt if you haven't already. Before we go, show some love for your new favorite podcast by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Amazon. Then subscribe so you don't miss our next episode when I will be talking about gut health with my favorite, John Mark Tyler.